Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, David G. Marinas, where they've been, where they are, where they're going. Everything you wanted to know about marinas and more is coming up. Hi, everyone. David G., host of Boating Industry Insider. Along for the ride is with us Dan Cowens, founder of Snag a Slip. We'll find out what that is, as well as Oasis Marina is a collection of, what, 60? 60 marinas around the country? Over 60. We're in his conference room for Oasis Marinas in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Great picturesque uh, waterfront behind me, lots of of boats and yachts, uh, U.S. Naval Academy across the water, and uh, access to the Chesapeake. So a a really picturesque place, absolutely the the, uh, nicest place I've ever recorded a podcast from. So wish you could see it. I'll actually post a, a, a photo on social media so you can see it but uh we should also comment that we have your back to the picturesque yeah. <laughs> window uh just so we can keep attention i am at the head of the table though you, so, you are so i got that going for that me means you got to pay the check and oh no <laughs> i didn't know there was a cost associated with this and and by the way we're also in uh the former trumpy boat factory so uh i had not seen a trumpy boat for oh gosh i don't know when uh, and we, my wife and I went to St. Michael this summer uh, across the bay in the Chesapeake on the, the other side of the Chesapeake and saw a beautiful old boat. I said, I bet that's a Trumpy, Googled it, and sure enough, it was. So uh, beautiful old boats that used to be made right here in Annapolis, Maryland, right here in this exact building we're in. So great history. Yeah, we love it. When we were looking at the space, uh, that was one thing that clearly caught our eye. We wanted to have that nautical connection and uh, there's really nothing more Annapolis than Trumpy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have former presidents that that, uh, that had these vessels. And uh, we've even got uh, friends of ours over at Waterway Guide uh, uh, that have a Trumpy, and it is spectacular. It is spectacular. A uh, lot of work, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a whole nother thing. So uh, I should say that we met uh, at... Boating Industry Elevate Summit Conference. And, and so in our industry panel, which was the, the second panel in the Boating Industry Elevate Summit Conference in November in Orlando, uh, coming up next November in uh, Dallas. So mark your calendars for that. Industry panel, Bill Jurgen, longtime CEO of CorrectCraft, uh, Anya Denari, um, mover and shaker of the year from Boating Industry, president of Brunswick Boat Group, a uh, great person, uh, Danny Goldenberg from uh, Florida uh, dealership, and then, and then Dan founder of Oasis Marinas. I, I, I just so enjoyed the conversation and knew that that, that conversation would, would continue, and, and here it does. So let's hear about your boating background, where you grew up, how you grew up, uh, were you a boater growing up? Tell us about that. My boating background is very different than most people in Annapolis. I actually grew up in Prince George's County. Oh, okay. Uh, so the closest thing I got to a boat was a paddle boat in okay. uh, Costco Park. <laughs> <laughs> Not very close. No. And, uh, but uh, when I was in high school, I moved here when I was in high school. Uh, one of my best friends, his mom had a boat charter business called Annapolis Bay Charters mm. and uh, started uh, cleaning vessels at the, you know, there and uh, bilges and you name it. We cleaned everything for all the boats that were going out to charter. And on uh, Sunday nights, uh, she used to do, or Monday nights, she would uh, take the team out. Mm. Um, we'd go sailing or we'd go by power. Uh, e- either way, probably whatever was available um, and that really changed my life. Uh, I was so um, enthralled with the water and how cool it was to be out on the water. I joined the Army, 
And I was a boat operator in the Army. Really? Yeah, and I spent... Uh, wow. And I, uh, actually, the Army has more boats than the Navy. I did not know that. <laughs> that's, that's your nugget. Uh, <laughs> that's your takeaway yeah. for this episode. And, and, uh, and, same thing, and I just loved being on the water. It, it, it didn't matter. And then uh, as an adult, uh, I got my first boat after we started... Or, I'm sorry, right before we started this business. And loved it. 30-foot Chris Craft Center console. Wow. A buddy of mine and I partnered on it. And uh, realized that when I was starting this business, uh, that it probably wasn't a good uh, fiduciary, being a good fiduciary for me to own a boat and start a business. Mm -hmm. So got out of the boat and put everything I had into starting the business. Um, but I've been around boats, have friends with boats, looking for my next boat now, uh, as we, we've talked before, um, and uh, just love being on the water. What was your entry point into the marina business? I, w I went back to school late in life to get my MBA, mm -hmm. and uh, I was on vacation with my family, and I had about an hour and 15 minutes to spend with them because I was studying for an accounting exam, and uh, I needed to get, them, get to them, and where they were was on a place you could only get to by boat. And the place we stayed, uh, which was uh, on the Gulf Coast of Florida, it was I was mm -hmm. told, you know, one of the best marinas out yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, I had a horrendous experience getting to my family. Okay. So in the time uh, that I was waiting uh, to, to get to them, I came up with the idea of Oasis Marinas. And it was really because of that poor experience and being in mm -hmm. hotels and in parking, I was able to say, if this is the best uh, that's being, mm -hmm. uh, you know, shared in, in, out there, I know I can do better than this. And it wasn't about the technical capabilities. It was about the customer experience and the customer touch points. Uh, and that's when I, so when I got to my family, I said, hey, I know what I'm doing next. And uh, a friend of mine, Brian, and his, his wife were with us and their daughter. And his daughter usually entertains my crazy ideas. My wife is kind of numb to it. And she said, okay, what are we doing? And I said, Oasis Marina. She goes, cool name, what's it do? And I said, we're going to be the Marriott of the marina space. You know, we're not going to own marinas. We're just going to manage them for other owners. And we're going to elevate uh, the mm -hmm. customer experience and really uh, change the journey uh, for a boater. And that was the entryway. You know, it was a, I saw a need. Uh, I jumped on a plane. AMI just happened to be mm -hmm. happening uh, a few weeks later. I jumped on a plane. I went to AMI. I spent a couple of days down there, uh, uh, down there, talking to other people, trying to evaluate if this was really an interesting idea that could work. Uh, and I walked away from that saying, I'm doing this. And the unique value proposition, the secret sauce, was, was simply an elevated customer experience? So I always say that the secret sauce is our people. Okay. Uh, you know, even when I talk to uh, marina owners, I'll say, if it's between us and management Y or Z company, interview the general manager. Interview their general manager and interview our general manager. And I will bet you dinner that we will win. <laughs> and it's because of the culture of the organization. You know, uh, we, we talk about having a servant's heart. Uh, there's nothing anybody does in, the, in this business that I'm not willing to do. Um, you probably don't want me doing accounting, uh, but I did pass my exam. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I've been at the marinas. I've cleaned, cleaned the heads. I've washed windows. I've cut grass. I've, you name it. I've done pump-outs, more pump-outs than I can count. 
Um, it's really about having a collective group of really, really talented, smart people um, that have a servant's heart. And we'll do whatever it takes in order to make that customer journey exceptional. You know, I'll, I'll make a nautical reference here. So uh, I'm a big fan of Below Deck Mediterranean on, on Bravo and have met Captain Sandy several times, including here in Annapolis at the Boat Show and, and had her actually on, on Boating Industry Insider podcast. And I really like her. I appreciate her leadership style. So in this current season, Captain Lee was originally the, the captain of the boat. He had surgery, he had some physical affliction, and, and couldn't stay on to, to finish the season. So in mid-season, uh, Captain Sandy came in to replace him. So you see literally from one week to the next the difference, the, co the contrast in leadership styles. And, and Captain Lee, not to say anything against him, but he just sits up you know, doing schedules and, and uh, sits in the wheelhouse and goes in his cabin and he doesn't interact with the crew very much. And, and Sandy said, you know, comes on and, and there's some acrimony in the crew and, and some difficulties. And she said, hey, uh, be an example. And she was, next thing you see, she's swabbing the deck mm -hmm. uh, of the, the in, in the kitchen. She's putting dishes away. She's, she didn't do any laundry, but mm -hmm. she was performing all of these other duties. And she said, if I want other people to do something well, then I've got to be the example. And, and there's nothing on this boat that I haven't done and nothing that I wouldn't do. And I love that. Uh, and she has a new book on leadership, uh, uh, if, if you want to check that out. But uh, I, I love that notion of a servant's heart. And, uh, and, and she certainly displays it. And, and I assume you do as well. So oftentimes, when we lift up the hood of something, Whatever it is, whatever the business, whatever the service, whatever the product, it looks very different than we thought it did when we looked at it from the inside. So once you dove into the marina business, what was the biggest surprise, either positive or negative? So I'd say one of the biggest aha moments that I had was just how antiquated mm -hmm. the industry was. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I cherish and respect everyone uh, that came before me that allowed me to have this opportunity. Um, but I came from hotels and parking, uh, and it reminded me of those industries back in the 80s mm -hmm. and in the early 90s mm -hmm. as the fragmentation was starting to roll up. Technology was starting to be introduced. There became a lot of energy time around uh, that customer experience. So I felt like I'd seen the movie before, but... I was, again, I was really taken back about the lack of technology, you know, and people will ask me, they'll say, well, why did you do both Oasis and Snagaslip? And the only reason I did Snagaslip was there was no aggregator in the space. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about what was the surprise, mm -hmm. the surprise was that there was no hotels.com for boaters in, in the space. And I remember driving into DC, I was on uh, Route 50 where it turns into New mm -hmm. York Avenue, and that's when I had the idea, uh, when I was like, we have to do this. And I called my teammates at business school as they were helping build out the business model. And I said, we have a choice. We can either build this ourselves and be our own customers, or we can wait 18 months because someone else will build this. I have no idea who they are, but they will. And then we'll just be a customer of theirs. And they said, we don't have 18 months to wait. We've got to do it. Um, so that was probably the biggest surprise was lack of technology, lack of that frictionless experience for the boater. Um, and then I think one of the biggest surprises uh, that was positive uh, was there were so many people in the industry that were open to new ideas. Really? 
Um, I thought that the opposite was going to happen. There was going to be a lot of saltiness and, you know, captain this or captain that, that, uh, <laughs> you know, is, uh, we've always done it this mm -hmm. way. And I was really impressed with how many people in the industry um, opened their arms up and were like, well, this is the way that we've always done it. However, we're open to, to shifting and doing it a different way. You know, I interviewed uh, the, the CEO of General Electric, Jack Welch, legendary guy, Neutron Jack. Uh, not everybody liked him. And, and he said that whenever he asked anybody, whether it is a person, uh, you know, making a jet engine or, or installing a screw in a washing machine, why they are doing it that way. He said, if their answer was, because this is the way I've always done it, he said, I consider that a fireable offense. Mm -hmm. So I've all, you know, I always try to think about that and, and, and remind myself of the value of looking at something with an open mind and an open brain and say, okay, maybe there is a better way to skin that proverbial cat. So I love that that's what your experience was in the industry. Tell us about, for those of you who don't know, uh, what Snag-A-Slip is, and, and we can kind of guess, a uh, good name, by the way, but uh, <laughs> tell us what it does. Well, first, let me touch on Jack. So oh, okay. Jack Welch, for me, is, is uh, I've never met him, but he's he's been a mentor from afar. Oh, as okay. I've read his Interesting. books. Yeah. And I always yeah. say, straight from the gut, yeah. Chapter 7 is probably <laughs> one of the most powerful ones I've ever had in my leadership career, uh, because it talks about you know how important human capital is yeah. and different techniques to use. So a quick shout out uh, on that, that when I have leaders that come to me and are asking about, um, you know, ways to be uh, more successful, I always start with human capital and how Absolutely. you treat people. Absolutely. And I hand them uh, uh, Jack's book straight from, straight from the gut. Wow. Uh, so Very cool. Well, I'm glad I could make that <laughs> reference for you. So, and yeah. I have a good Captain Sandy story, too, okay. for, for, maybe for another time. <laughs> but uh, I met her uh, at the American Boating Congress yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, uh, as a part of the uh, delegation for U.S. Super Yacht Association. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't know who she was because okay. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Okay. So, uh, and she and I hit it off. Because I think it was primarily because I didn't know. Yeah. So when I asked her, I said, so what do you do? And she's like, I'm a boat captain. I'm like, awesome. So I'm thinking about this. How can I recruit her to be yeah. on my team yeah. uh, after she's done being a boat captain? Uh, and we had a great conversation. I talked a lot about marina life. And she had a book she was uh, looking yeah. to do for yeah. kids. And yeah. I talked about how we might be able to help with that. And uh, we just had a, a really delightful uh, conversation. And we stayed in touch texting for for a while, and then she like really massively blew up. But I have to tell you, when I got home and told my wife, I said, yeah. she's like, you know, who'd you meet? Things like, I said, oh, you know, I was talking through the folks, and I said, I really met one person that was really interesting to me, and we had a great connection. Uh -huh. uh, and I said, she couldn't pick me out of a lineup, uh, but, uh, you know, we had a great connection. And I said, her, her, she's a captain, and her name is Sandy. And she goes, Captain Sandy? The Captain from, Sandy? From below deck. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't you, know. You know her? I don't, I don't know. So she Googled her, that's pulled nice. up a picture, yeah. and I said, oh, that's yeah, her. Yeah, that's her. And yeah. she's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I said, yeah, thanks. Well, she's blown up since. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, you certainly surround yourself with good company. Yeah, well, I don't you. know about yeah. me, but uh, everyone else that you talk about is, uh, is impressive. Yeah. Uh, so snag a slip. Yeah. So uh, snag a slip, uh, how'd I come up with it, was really out of a need. Okay. You know, as we looked at... Um, me being able to go or my team being able to go talk to marina owners, um, you know, we have to have levers to pull. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to drive revenue? Because I'm going to come and talk to you and I'm going to say, hey, David, uh, you know, we'd love to, you know, uh, operate, take the headaches off you. We'd love to operate your, your marina for you um, and really asset manage it. And, you know, we'll send you checks every month. Mm -hmm. 
And you're going to say, uh, okay, well, what does that mean? I say, well, on average, we'll increase, you know, we've historically we've increased revenues over 30% in the first 18 months. And people are like, how do you do that? And one, I don't know that we give the, give the playbook, but one of them, uh, one, I have to believe it. And the only way I can believe it is it's not just about marketing, mm -hmm. you know, Marketing is one of those things like your professors would say is only 50% of my marketing is working. I just don't know which 50% it is. Right. So that's the age old uh, story. So when you have things like an aggregator, like a snag -a slip or other aggregators, you're able to point to it. You're able to say, I drove this amount of business through this aggregator. Um, same with digital marketing. Now you can kind of point to those types of things. And there wasn't one. So I was like, again, we have to either build this ourselves or we are going to be someone else's customer in 18 months. And I'm big on doing what I say I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So if I make a commitment to you, I better believe that I have the tools in my tool chest to pull that off. Um, the other piece, too, that from a boater side of it, why it came about was I had my boat, and I remember trying to find a boat slip. And when I was boating around the Chesapeake Bay, you would have and I, I speak from my experience, I would have thought that there maybe have only been like five marinas in the Chesapeake Bay mm -hmm. that people go to. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked when we started to build out our platform that there's over 200 mm -hmm. awesome marinas around the Chesapeake Bay to go to. Mm -hmm. And I've had boaters come back to me now and say, we're so thankful that you, ha that you have snag -a slip because we used to go to the same marinas <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And my kids started to hate boating, so they yeah. wouldn't go with us anymore. We're here at this boat show to buy a bigger boat because they love all the new adventures that were going on and they want to bring friends. Wow. So again, the reason why I did it was one, out of need for, from a boater standpoint, and two, it was out of need for a yield management standpoint uh, uh, from the marina. I love that story. How important, talk about, so I've never had a boat at a marina. I've used the fuel dock, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but, but never stored a boat, never used a marina for, for service. So marinas aren't always on my boating brain. Tell us how important the marina operations are to the overall ecosystem of the recreational boating industry. Why should every boater care about the health of marinas nationwide? It would be like uh, not caring about your neighborhood mm. uh, or where you live. You know, the, the boat is either the most expensive or the second right. most, most expensive asset for the boat owner. So... You think about your service experience when you go to a restaurant or uh, when you have somebody working on your home. You have the same expectations, or you should right. have the same expectations at the marina. However, historically, you don't. It is the only industry I've ever been a part of or ever been a consumer of where you can get historically get treated poorly and say thank you and beg them to do more work, <laughs> whether it's on your boat mm -hmm. or allowing you to have a slip. Uh, at their location. And, you know, we're basically saying, no, we turn that on its ear and we say, you should be treated like you would at a Four Seasons. Mm -hmm. You should be treated like you would at a Roos Chris or a Chart House or whatever mm -hmm. your local uh, places where you walk in and you feel like people are catering to you. Mm -hmm. And so how important is it? It depends. You know, if you're a boater that's just looking for a waterfront parking lot mm -hmm. uh, just to get on your boat and leave, and it, that's probably because you've never experienced something different. Yeah. Uh, so it really has to do with what you're looking for. 
And even what we find now is as we continue to build up uh, events um, and things to do at the marinas, you know, you're not, you don't own a boat. Mm -hmm. However, I can tell you that there are many people that don't own boats that come to our marinas mm -hmm. to participate in all of the different events that we, that we have. Because for us, it's, again, about water activation. Yeah, exactly. If we can get you to come and have a fantastic experience by the water, uh, we're going to make a bet that you'll be back and you'll bring friends. Yeah. Well, I, I concur with that and, and point well taken. Last question. What does the, the Marino, the Marina ecosystem need to flourish in the future? What's, what's one thing, if we could narrow it down, that, that this business, this industry is going to need critically as we, as we look to a healthy future? I don't know if I can do one thing, but I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's, Tough question. Yeah, it's really the boater journey. Okay. Uh, and the cohesive, uh, you know, thought process of how we can all uh, impact that boater journey. From the time they may get on their first stand-up paddleboard, the time they join their first boat club, the time they buy their first boat, uh, they get a larger boat, what have you. All of those touch points along the way uh, from a customer experience, customer service standpoint are critical. Because, uh, so I'll narrow it down to that. It's customer experience. It's mm -hmm. customer service. Uh, and because that touches every aspect yeah. of it, whether you're doing boat service, turning wrenches, painting boat bottoms, um, cleaning uh, uh, what we call duck sauce off of the docks <laughs> with a power washer, mm -hmm. uh, or cleaning the, cleaning the restrooms, et cetera, all of that falls back into that customer service piece. Because if people come in and they have, again, a delightful experience, they're going to come back. Absolutely, it will pay more. Yeah. Um, it all it, it all works out. But it, you know, the opposite is there too. Is that we have an industry um, that has flourished or even survived uh, being a f floating parking lot, mm -hmm. and that's got to change. Well, customer service absolutely something that every part of the industry should be laser focused on all the time and a good place to leave it. Dan Cowens, founder of Oasis Marina and Saga Slip. Thanks for being with us. I've enjoyed the conversation and enjoyed having you at Elevate. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. And we appreciate you being along as well. I'm David G, host of Boating Industry Insider. Stay happy, stay safe. We'll see you next time. So long, everyone.